Hi, everybody. So I have had a topic request for a while now, like literally a couple of years since I started my YouTube channel. And it's one that I've been shying away from because it seems kind of conceited. For my normal videos, if you're watching them and liking my skin or hair or whatever, thinking that I do a good job with that. Um, basically, the makeup I wear is I fill in my eyebrows, I wear mascara, and then oftentimes, almost all of the time in my videos, I have um, concealer under my eyes. But today, all I have on is a little mascara and I filled in my eyebrows. So you can kind of get an idea. This is me. This is what my skin looks like. <laughs> I am 38 years old and people are usually really surprised to hear that because I look younger than that. I don't actually uh, want to talk about myself, but <laughs> but I've had so many requests. I'm going to get through this. Okay, so children flood your body with stem cells and that helps with growth and rejuvenation. And so when you have a lot of kids, you are going to have that benefit. And so I have that benefit for having had six children. All right. So first of all, thank you friend <laughs> for doing this and, and stepping in for cat who's, who's called away on mysterious assignment, which maybe <laughs> we'll find out more about <laughs> this, this here beautiful young woman that you're all about to meet is my IRL bestie from when we were wee, wee, wee toddlers, children, just babes, kindergartners. Yes. <laughs> yes. So yeah, interesting clashing of of worlds together. And I think the topic we'll be doing is a, a ripe one for such collisions. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And I am so thank you so much for having me on. I feel like uh, I get to, you know, kind of dip my toes in your in your bubble. And I'm so stoked about it. So I'm really happy that just my normal, basic self can come and you know, be a part of this. So I'm stoked. I'm happy. Actually, now this is like our first collaboration since the days of, uh, of Russian <laughs> ballet plays and, and Greece interpretations of your. That's <laughs> true. And also the, the bird fashion shows. The I bird think. fashion shows. Absolutely. We would oh. be remiss not to mention the bird fashion shows. Oh my God. Such a missed opportunity. You know what I mean? Just yeah. baby birds, no, no feathers need cloaks and hats you know right yeah <laughs> we used to make little outfits for for brooks birds yes yeah. and the video still is there we have we have actual footage of it yes yes <laughs> that probably would get us both well i don't know if it would get you canceled it would get me canceled i think for like some kind of aspca complaint probably it would get for animal there. abuse Absolutely. um <laughs> that's 100 yeah 100 i am nama cates and you are Brooke Barnett. Yes. And we did not meet online, but this show nope. is called We Met Online. We met online. Yep. <laughs> Today we'll be discussing trad wives, the internet phenomenon known as, as trad wives. And originally, we were thinking of discussing trad thoughts, but trad thoughts kind of a, a pejorative and it's yeah. not really so much substance in and of itself. So first impressions, this is all new to you. So I'm excited to hear. So I just being, you know, a occasional Instagram scroller and, you know, down every once in a while, I've seen things like this, but I didn't know they belonged to this bubble or group thing of the internet. I just was like, oh, this is 
typical, you know, weirdo and I, not to, you know, whatever, but like, you know, this <laughs> extreme Christian kind of shit that I've seen. And I just don't have really much of a tolerance for it and any capacity. <laughs> so I, you know, just keep on pushing and I'm like out oh, no, another pack of fucking freaks looks similar <laughs> to, and I don't mean, I, you know, I don't mean that in a negative way to all Christians, of course, but I just think certain types of fringe ideology, you know, like mm-hmm. pushes, you know, I, I just can't fuck with. I'm sorry if I swear ahead of time. Try my it's best perfectly to- fine. <laughs> if you do it too much, I'll, I'll let you know. Yes. 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 <laughs> anyway. So bottom line, yeah, the first, the, the first time I saw it. And then when you were telling me about it, I'm like, oh, okay. So this is where this came from. Not surprising in the least, you know? Um, and it was, ju- it was exactly what I kind of thought it was, which is just gross. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm just like, oh no, it's just another group of people that have no, that need to latch on to something. You know what I mean? Not just religious aspects, but this kind of like a pick me thing with some of the girls that right. want well, that or, you know, whatever kind of shit. It reminded you me had of that. some, some very spicy thoughts about that, which I'd like to get into. Oh, <laughs> um, but, but before <laughs> yeah. we do, I'll give a little bit of an overview about trad wives. Um, I'm just curious, you know, when you said that, like, you felt like you'd come across some of this content, do you mean that in retrospect, you recognize that you'd seen some influencers or people on TikTok, et cetera, and thought, okay, that's just some bitch doing her thing. And now realize that it was probably part of like the trad white milieu. Absolutely. And okay. you know what, Nami, I, I saw it in bubbles of news accounts that I follow. And mm-hmm. sometimes I know this wasn't a hundred percent tied, but like the very like conservative, you know, Republican S kind of views. And so like when I would see, some of the pro-life rhetoric and things like that. I would see people like interviewing, you know, like they have those little like interview Instagrams where people go in like they're picketing and they, in, you know, go both mm-hmm. sides. I've seen chicks like that, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, and they would be together wearing shirts and like this very group. Okay. Mili- well, like, like bizarre militant kind of thing, but it was a fringe of that essentially. All right. Like, you know. You're sure that these weren't just like conservative women because there are those, they're not necessarily. No, no, I don't wives. mean it. I'm sorry. I should specify apologies. It was down like a rabbit hole, you know, like you okay, one video and then another video kind of kicks up mm-hmm. underneath it. That's what I meant. I'm sorry, but it would start off as like a news thing. That's the first time I kind of noticed it. And then when you told me about it, I started looking at some of the videos and some of the particular ladies that were doing their own podcast. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, this is a thing. Not a, right. Yeah. Not, not, not a huge thing. So no, no. trad wives became noticeable on mainstream internet platforms like YouTube and social media around 2016. So around the years of Trump, um, trad wife had periods of viral interest before and after pandemic And then the trad thought is a fringe term. It's mostly just used by alt-right men to criticize women influencers that present themselves as trad wives, but that um, are felt to be disingenuous. A trad wife can be summarized as a woman who represents sort of the alt-right ideal of womanhood, alt-right, or sometimes manospharian, depending. They don't necessarily follow a fixed set of criteria, this community is pretty dispersed. I wouldn't say that there's so much like a, like many things in the space, like a cohesive community that necessarily talks to each other. There are different types of trad wives. Yes. Usually they're supposed to be anyway. What they usually espouse is being a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home wife, a housewife, 
if yeah. you would, um, with strong traditional beliefs. Um, they have, they emphasize being obedient to their husbands, you know, sometimes quoting the Bible, sometimes not. They often dress modestly with kind of a 1950s or before that housewife aesthetic. Many of them are Christians. A lot of them are Mormons. I think that's where some of them started, just like there are many Mormon mommy bloggers too. a lot of these like family absolutely bloggers yes like that yeah that 100 that makes sense yeah that's actually what i thought it was initially like mm-hmm. i really did you know yeah. i was like oh this it's in the same vein yeah yeah i would say that like that's not like there's a lot of the like the mormon family vlogs that are super popular with kids one of their biggest content that goes viral the most is when they have like baby announcements and a lot of these fall into scandals like there's a, ones that do a lot of adoptions and sometimes oh, they don't, don't okay. go so well gotcha, yeah gotcha. so lots of and there's also a lot of controversy about them like putting their kids on youtube for millions of people to see and that generates a lot of views too and most of them do that but they don't usually really talk about ideology or even their traditional beliefs those mm-hmm. are usually pretty secular but then when you learn more about them. A lot of them are Mormons and it makes sense. Absolutely, They have a little bit of the stuff about modesty and and traditional values from their church, but it's not very extreme. A lot of them aren't very extreme religiously. They are enterprising. So they are kind of all in favor of like businesses and sort of prosperity gospel stuff, which is why the MLMs are huge. um, Dude, LuLaRoe. Yep, Lula Rose. Uh, exactly. I mean, Jesus, one of the most like, one of the most successful ones, I, I think. Yeah, you know? yeah, Jesus. tons of them are. Oh my God! Are, Talk uh, about being born with like a shtick of a personality. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just uh, that watching that woman talk, I was like, I get it. I can see why she pulled. You know, everybody's yeah. confidence and stuff. She's a fucking hustler. Yes, you know? and a lot of them are hustlers, and and everyone who succeeds in those is a hustler because you are selling yes. nothing. You're selling yes. like. Belonging to some bullshit and like some dream that's never going to happen. But so, yeah, those are, uh, there's not much crossover with them anymore, but some of them, some of the ones that we'll discuss started there. Um, So, yeah, uh, there are a substantial number of secular women in the movement. Mm, Yeah. As insofar as there are a substantial number of women in the movement period. Yes. Um, yes. (laughs) And then a Tread Thought specifically is an e-girl, right? So an e-girl. One of us content creators who presents herself as having uh, as believing in various traditional values, but at least in the minds of the alt-right types who tend to use the label in an insincere and grifting way. Despite talking up tradition, she might enjoy a modern lifestyle in several aspects and typically isn't married. So some examples of these would be Lauren Southern, who got a lot of criticism for this before she got married. And now that she's getting divorced, though not by her own choice. She's still getting all this criticism. Um, Roaming Millennial is one. I'm surprised that Pearly Things doesn't get more of this <laughs> yeah, because that, she's not married. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> that, I what, what did I say before? She's a fucking uh, like you know white ham sandwich of a human being. That girl. Yes, you right. Know what I mean, like, unappealing. Just, oh my god! And she I, is fascinating. That that many people would can like listen to her. And, I know. You know, ad nauseum. It blows my mind. Yeah, I didn't expect to see that amount of people when I clicked on her thing. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, it really you know? is shocking. It really that, kind of yes. Besides it being like off-putting, appalling, and hypocritical. Like she really is a, a trad thought. She, so unappealing. Um, it's just not interesting. And the fact no. that there's so many people 
are listening to this content and hours and hours of it. Like, That's what I'm saying. And, I th- and a ton of episodes. Not yeah. like no, t- endless fucking crazy. I thought to myself, I'm like, how much does this bitch put out? Like she must be just put, you know, like two a day. You know what I mean? It was crazy. Cause I told you, I went to the bottom. Cause I'm like, I want to see how somebody starts off like this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I was curious. So I went to the very first one of her videos. And like I said before, you know, it was her basically explaining why she had gotten a big surge of TikTok followers and why she pushed onto YouTube. And she's like, I got a bunch of TikTok followers because her rich ass father bought a fucking water slide. And then she documented the entire thing of, I guess, the town not wanting him to put it in his backyard. And that's how it started. And then she just took it and went from there. Essentially, she was like, no, like I want to take part in mass media marketing and I want to, you know, it was basically like her, what she wanted to get out of the channel. So somewhere between well, the beginning of that, well, I mean like what she wanted to get out of posting, right? She I claims, mean, she, she claims. claims. Yeah. But that's how she started. And then we end up with this fucking woman hating drivel, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it's just, holy shit, girl, talk about like selling every selling yourself out. You know what I mean? And like just scumbagging your entire gender, you know, and then, yeah, well, sorry, I'll stop. But yes, yeah, she, she was, she was, I had a really hard time listening to her with her fucking, you know, shovel face thing happening there. And I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm what? sorry. And I don't, but like, just, you know, it, it was a, it's a flat affect in the face. You know what I mean? She just looked like a, everything was just spitting out. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, it was just, we, I don't know. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So, very hard. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Really fucking hard. I was like, this is, I said, I, I got to do it, Brooke. You can do it. Just fucking, you know, just keep clicking like a couple minutes in and maybe it'll change. Maybe she'll pay me the, maybe she'll have something different. And no, she was just, distru- you know, oh, and the guys. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. The, the yeah. people that were on her, you know, on her panel. This is just pearly things. Hannah <laughs> Pearl Davis. She's having a real moment right now. She's had a real moment for a long time. Fascinating. Yeah. And Ow. ironically, some of the, like the fem cells, the rad fems, they're not fans of hers, but they unironically believe that that's what men want and that she's the male ideal. And I don't think that anyone else believes that. I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> for Christ's sakes, is anybody like, I know that everybody's got different social lives, but I mean, if you just kind of have even the most mild of social life, like, you know, there's people that not everybody's like this, you know, I, I mean, nobody's I just, like, nobody's this. like, that's what I'm saying. Like I, so that's nobody's why, like this. Yeah, that's what, like in her crazy, case, dude. I think that if you know any people, just yes. just a few Fucking people, real, yeah. know that this is probably not something that men want. Like there are some men that elevate her because they hate women. Oh, obviously. And because they like the fact that she goes in on other women. But I don't think so that sad. any men are really particularly drawn to her. And certainly women aren't. So we'll we'll come back to this. There's a, yeah. a little article that I found about how she's uh she was actually creation of the black manosphere. And we'll get into that. I can understand just a human being looking at an angle for a hustle. You know, I can understand it even in, like if a guy was to do something in the same and like an opposite like it, it's people that that want to make some money and want some you know a little bit of notoriety you know they well want- like i don't think it always is a hustle like like Lauren oh really Sutter. oh i'm sorry i thought some yeah. of these girls were influencers i was thinking no, I guess they the are ones- but um like like lauren southern is an example of of one and lauren southern is not a, a trad wife she was actually she 
you know, was an actual journalist for, for Rebel News and stuff. She's done more political stuff. She's a conservative woman. She was called a trad thought because she wasn't married, even though she was talking up. Oh, okay. So not, not the chicks that are pushing like, you know, okay, I got you. So the yeah, ones they're, that, they're not yeah, all, I feel so, you. so not all trad wives are, um, oh, no, the thought as we ones. said, well, okay. So the thought ones that if someone gets called a trad thought, they will be called that by men generally. And their criticism is that this woman is not living by what she claims her standards are. And usually that's just about the fact that she's unmarried, even if she's gotcha. only 22 years old. Of course. And so they say well, that she's old at that point. Nama. Right. <laughs> she only got two more years of childbearing <laughs> left before she turns into a fucking, you know, rotten piece of fruit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, they will say that, that they're insincere, um, mm, got it. whether they are or not. And oftentimes a lot of these influencers just by and large are not totally sincere because like you said, it's often a hustle, but like, not necessarily, this isn't necessarily true of these trad, quote unquote, trad thoughts any more than it is for anyone else. And sometimes, in fact, like with Lauren Southern, I think that she was probably sincere, but she was called this. Any woman in the space will say, I think the catch 22 with female content creators who try to get it all in the space where they talk about some of the issues that come up for like the manosphere or for incels or for anything is that if they are kind of on the left of course they're like a, a despicable whore <laughs> and if oh, they yeah. if they are on the right they are a disingenuous despicable whore who's pretending to be conservative mm-hmm. and either way they're infiltrating these spaces it's dangerous they really just want orbiters like any woman is looked upon with suspicion I, I know we'll probably touch on this on, on some on another part of this but when you said how some people like really believe that women the girl that that asshole girl um, she said that women are responsible that we control everything and uh-huh. so she's like you know what are you fucking kidding me she thinks this is what we've been living is women controlling everything and this is how far we've gotten what a fucking laugh dude like so like yeah, i know a different thing but you know what i mean yeah i mean with that i would say that like very recently at least in the last 10 years, 15 years, I would say that there has been, as far as policy goes, as far as certain attitudes go, like certainly in the fields of like education and a lot of media messaging has been crafted to uplift women and kind of to to neglect men, especially young men in recent years. I would say that that there is some truth to that recently because- you know, it's what I talk about, about within cell, just like, no, of course it just, I, sometimes I see, you know, you just kind of like think, well, it's because it, it's because that's like, that's been an attempt at a corrective for a very long arc of history where men completely controlled everything and, and women didn't have, you know, a lot of basic rights. And I think it's, it's pretty superficial, you know, like these things yeah. aren't, aren't like deep rooted yet, but it's something that I think young men, like really young men, younger than us, like people that are like in school now, or maybe like in their early twenties are coming up against more because, because there is so much um, messaging and like school kind of 
behavioral expectations, et cetera, that are more catered to women. Well, you know, and- you know, you're absolutely right. I never really thought about the young, young kids, you know what I mean? We're so far removed. Well, I'm obviously far removed from that. And uh, that, yeah, you know, I guess you're right. Looking at it from that lens, it does make sense. Looking at it from an older lens, I'm like, you know, it had nothing is kind of reached, <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, wasn't part of my upbringing. So I, I think, I think for us, it was kind of, I like, I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't say that when we were growing up, maybe it was a little bit different, like in orange when I moved, I don't know. I felt strong misogyny. I mean, like the messaging of being like a kid in the nineties and like early two thousands was certainly like women can be empowered to do everything. It's just that our parents' generation had a very different, completely different situation. So I guess so. Yeah. I mean, like I was, I interesting, like definitely in that way of like supportive of careers and, you know, and that kind of it's true, but still I felt like, you know, when I entered the world, I was always, you know, hyper aware of like that. I, you know, was not a, you know, I had to well, be that's, careful. That's you know because what of what you do, I would yeah. say, which might be no, a, a good time to mention this. No, I think it's important because we, <laughs> a lot of us um, and, and a lot of our listeners, I would say uh, fit into like kind of the, the weird W E I R D like the Western educated. Uh, what are the other ones? I don't remember, but like kind of in a, in a, a bubble of like the, university classes and i think it's very different i think it's important for people though to remember that and to remember like what the real world actually is because like you know i i don't know there was a great story you were telling me about uh your cousin katie (laughs) oh oh my god love katie yeah yeah so this is a a, you know a gen gen zer yes um and yeah, she's she's in her early twenties and like she's I think studying to be a lawyer, right? Yeah, like, she's a, she's yeah going to do par- I believe she wants to do human rights actually mm-hmm. lawyer work. Yeah, yeah, and she she was she was woke as like we, yes. we were at Thanksgiving. Um, uh, I was leaving with with my my daughter and she said something. She like sh- she shouted out and she's like yeah like. Uh, when she's going to grow up, she's going to be woke as fuck. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yes. It kills me. Yeah. I was oh, like, my God. Girl, you don't know. <laughs> she's brilliant. Yeah. So yeah. We, we went out. Th- th- yeah. So we went out for her. This one, she, I believe, maybe she's 21, 22. I took her to out. I took her to a bar that um, that I love. It's a cigar bar. And I was friends with, um, friends with the guy who, you know, was a ba- bartender manager there. Very lovely guy. I worked across the street from there. And so I said to Katie, you know, I went to go get a table. And this was, you know, early. Anyways, I sent her and I said, that's my friend, Joe. He's going to take care of me. He's our age, you know, so 30s, you know, whatever. And she went over. They talked, chatted, whatever. She came back. And she said to me, she was like, oh, she's like, you know, he called her sweetie, you know, or honey, like, you know, kind of those words. And she felt uncomfortable. She felt like he was being kind of creepy or slightly talking down to her to a degree. And she got kind of like upset about it. And I was like, dude, you got to, you know, I said, you got to remember, like, you know, working in service industry, if anybody's worked at a bar, restaurant, you know, anything that you're dealing with people, you have, especially working at a bar at Nama, you know, we, uh, you, we share mm-hmm. service industry warrior stories, you as well, mm-hmm. you know, um, you become friendly with certain terms that have people let their guard down. You make them feel comfortable. You know, it's, it's, you're just, it's part of welcoming. It's part of, be in front of house, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I said to Kate, I go, 
you got to remember, Katie, you know, he's my age. I, if I was behind that bar, I would approach everybody the same way. I would say, honey, sweetie, it's, it's not condescending. It's not being creepy. I said, there was no connotation of him being like lecherous or leering. He was just being, he knows you're my cousin. He's, you're younger than me. He knows this. He's not going to, that was not where he was going with it. And she was like, oh, you know, I didn't, I didn't really think about the generational thing. Like I think how- you were a little bit firmer with her <laughs> yeah, when you told me this story. <laughs> I was going to like, <laughs> give me a fucking break, dude. Like, come on. Yeah. Not everybody is out to like, you know, <laughs> fucking do that. I, I know that's the perception because that's kind of what, and especially her being very conscientious and her, you know, growing up in the current climate. So it makes yeah. total sense. You know what I mean? But I, but it, I, but I was really proud that she, you know, she just kind of like, huh. I didn't think about it that way. And she's like, I'll pay attention next time. And I was like, there you go. Yeah. It's not, you know, I I understand. But not everybody. Okay. But like Katie's different. Like most, I think that a lot of people would not take it that way from Gen Z. They would have a shit fit. And if this was wild, but but look, we were in downtown New Haven or this took place in downtown New Haven. Just, you know, a stone's throw away from there on the Yale campus. Like that would be the end of somebody's career. You know, oh my God. Yes. Um, so like that's where there's a difference. Okay. It's not just generational class distinction. Oh, hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. I um listen, freaking uh my friend, her husband owns a very a very big bar down in New Haven, and he the he get, can't yes, it's a lot of uh, upper echelon Yaleys throwing, you know, I'm going to sue you left, right, and center when they don't get their way, even mm-hmm. though be, it's disgusting. There, yeah. you know, the, the sense of entitlement, you know, of you're correct. Well, but yeah, which sure, it's always been the case, but now you add to that like this indoctrination and the yep, snowflake no, thing, and like taking everything, everything is like the you know most important. Uh, factor in a situation at all times is like my feelings and it doesn't matter what the intention is. It doesn't matter what truth is. It doesn't matter what social mores were for a previous generation or a different class. It's like, no, but my feelings were, I was, I was made to feel uncomfortable. Oh yeah. That's not acceptable. I have no tolerance for that shit. Like I, I told, I had that other thing when um, we had a a trans person, nothing wrong. Love, do you, you know what I mean? Everybody be happy to make your life what you want of it. But we had a, a person come in and was rude to one of my coworkers because the individual looked more masculine presenting and she had, said, oh, just give me a second, sir. Just being polite because she was on the phone and the individual freaked out because like, I'm not sir. And, and, you know, got really aggressive with my coworker for no, and she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Cause she didn't mean to offend at all, but because of, because of how they looked, they, she thought that they were masculine, thought they were a guy, you know what I mean? And like, I mean, this happens to like, you know, People that aren't trans all the yeah, time. Like, exactly. Sometimes yes. you're occasionally serving some sir energy. <laughs> and like, it's, it's happened, right? Are you fucking kidding me? Nama. Yes, I have served many a sir energy. <laughs> it happens, right? And it has it happens, nothing dude. to do with like, you know, <laughs> any gender issues or sometimes somebody no. just makes a mistake, right? So absolutely. The thing is, like, that is. Uh, <laughs> But like, just, you know, the thing was, is the the level of holy shit, buddy, like calm the fuck down. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? This girl is obviously not trying to offend you. You just you're a brand new individual to the establishment. We don't know you Mm -hmm. fucking simmer down. 
You know, like, you know, fucking take a deep breath and realize that not everyone's out to get you, man. Like, right. throw some context ma'am. into right? it. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, ma'am, man, whatever, however you want to take that last, you know, letter of that word. But I mean, you know, for fuck's sakes, it's just, it, yeah. So there's just certain things, like, same thing, how I look the kid. Like, just calm down. Take a take a look at the situation. Read the body language of the people. How the fuck can you not tell if somebody's trying to be malicious? It's mm-hmm. not like she put the phone down and she's like, uh, whatever you are, sir. Right. Probably oh, right. wasn't even, like, really looking at him or her <laughs> yeah, at all. Dude. Like, just kind of out of the corner. Yeah. yeah. Absurd. I'm going to level with you, Nama. Fucking t-shirts, skinny jeans, chucks with a short haircut, and you're six foot one? Motherfucker, I'm sorry. Like, you have no visible breasts. That is a that is the uniform of a hipster. And, you know, we're talking. So, like, come on, man. Like, give us a fucking, give her a break. It's not yeah. like we have hair and we're wearing makeup. The fuck, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, it was just, it was a very specific, ridiculous situation. And I wouldn't be surprised if this has happened with oh, this person which, before. If they're yes, out, which is probably why they it. freaked out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but I'm just no, no, no. <laughs> but like, not only was it why they freaked out, they're in a way baiting this to happen. Mm. In a way, I think yes. people like to be outraged. They like to oh, freak out, and there's yes. an element of sadism there. You All right, so there are absolutely um, characteristic content. Of Tradwives. It's abundant. As you know, you've come across it on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, also more kind of old school web blogs and, and Reddit, of course. What is it? Yes. Um, content will feature cooking and other domestic chores, a 1950s aesthetic, traditional virtues, submission to husband, as we said. Also, um, there's some talk about using feminine charms, maybe as a quote, women should aspire to an ideal femininity, manipulate men with their feminine charms and see wifely subordination as the foundation of a happy marriage. This quote is from a book called Fascinating Womanhood from 1963 by Helen Andelin, who is a a Mormon, um, you know, Rocky. as we noted, the Mormon connection, 1963, th- this is kind of considered to be the, the holy grail for trad wives or trad wife content. Um, because Interesting was, they chose that one specifically. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was one, one very popular trad wife, Ayla Stewart, wife of the purpose, who was the first to platform it, I think, and bring it into fashion. 1963 was obviously an interesting time because it was. Oh, yeah. Early 60s still very much feels like the 50s, even though I was just going to say, yeah, it didn't start getting crazy till, you know, mid late 60s. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Even like 70. Yeah. So there was a lot of change going on kind of underfoot politically, but but not yet. So this wasn't like a a countercultural book of the time. It was just a, a book of the time. Yep. Like with all this stuff, too, the emergence of trad wives can be seen in context of a wider women's liberation movement. So as we just talked about you know, 50s, the 60s, and the tendency of some women to reject it. You can even date this back to women's suffrage, you know, the right to vote. And there are plenty of women opposed to that. Like with us, social progress movements, you know, there's always a few that just don't want to change the status quo. Um, When it was already well underway, as we were talking about, you know, in the 80s and 90s, there was still some 20% of 15 to 16 year old girls who would say they wanted to be a housewife. And there wasn't, I think people always kind of felt that that was, I, I don't remember, you know, when we were growing up there, any, any shame in that or anybody saying like that, that's not. No, I've never, that, that's no. also kind of what I was thought was interesting about some of these people thinking 
that there was negative connotations. Like there's nothing wrong with wanting to be home with your family or like, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. You know? I mean, I, of course, obviously I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that like, I, I never, maybe because of my family or where we grew up or something, I don't recall ever hearing that kind of messaging, but apparently some people are saying that there is. Mm. So maybe that's a newer thing. Maybe it's different parts of the world. I don't know. Um, so, um, trad life, the, the term like Google shows that there were some searches for that term all the way back to 2004, but it wasn't really any kind of meme or anything. Yeah. And then in 2016, accounts started kind of emerging on social media and a lot of them would get, you know, a good, good amount of followers, several thousand. So possible explanations as with everything, with all these movements, manosphere, in sales, everything, smartphones, social media, also the whole concept of a content creator or an influencer as a career path. Like if that wasn't a way that people could get tons of attention and make tons of money, then I don't think that some of these personas would have gotten so popular, including the, what I like to refer to as the, the mixed martial arts or kickboxer <laughs> to YouTuber pipeline. Yeah. yeah. The likes of like Joe Rogan, Andrew Tate, a bunch of people I kind of know personally and I'm not going to mention, but that's kind of a popular thing. Yeah. Um, also interesting. Also yeah, it's kind of like, a, I don't know, the comedians kind of get on this train too. like people just that are, are personalities that maybe see this as like a, a market they can saturate as opposed to trying to make it in like a mainstream sport or music or boxing. Like, I think that's where some of this comes from. You know what I find slightly interesting about the, about it being more of like a, uh, not so much, but more of a boxer, you know, kind of thing is that you would never think these guys would be necessarily heavy with a lot of like enough opinions and enough, you know, uh, <laughs> thing to like carry on such a, such a, such a uh, in- intensive <laughs> thing as a podcast. Like I would think, well, so like, you know, it's interesting. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? For, some like, podcasts, shit, you know what I mean? I mean, I'd say that like Joe Rogan is an exceptional, like he does that. I mean, he's obviously always been someone that's had a lot more to him yeah. being a, a boxer. So he's like an exceptional. He's a rarity. That's what yeah. I, mean, I think, you know, he's just very good. I think he's probably been very good at everything he's done in his life. Uh, he, yeah. he even did stand up comedy for a little while and he was and pretty good at that too. Yes. I was going to say, I, I can see the, the stand up comedian thing making, you know, having that kind of back and forth from TikTok to YouTube to whatever, because being a comedian, you know, you have to, yeah, be, absolutely. You have to be smart. Yeah. You have to have good street knowledge very, and stuff as, like that. To I be, think some yeah. of those people are as smart as it gets and they're, Oh like my god! Seers in the world, hundred percent. Comedians are people mm-hmm. shit on comedians. They're absolutely brilliant. And if not, if any, to be able to feel emotions, that's why I think some of the best ones can be great actors because they're able mm-hmm. to pull on all of that. You know? Yeah. What I mean? Yep. They're artists and philosophers a lot of the time too. Absolutely. But there are plenty of podcasters who aren't quite as deep as as Rogan, and certainly yeah, like you have to be on the sharper side to do it. And these would be the smarter of the, the kickboxers, <laughs> yes. but, um, but not necessarily all geniuses either. No, 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 no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Another uh, explanation is increased polarization. Of course, that's leading yeah. to all this crap and, and social media and internet has a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. And then mm, there's this idea that, as we mentioned, the woke response to traditional gender roles yeah. Um, like I mentioned in schools and media as policy, this is the backlash against that. So again, not something I was 
exposed to much. At least I wasn't aware of it. I wasn't aware of anybody saying like, that's not an option though. I was aware of probably more girls that we grew up with than not thinking that they were going to have some kind of career or work. Oh, absolutely. Every friend of mine, you know, and even not even girls are my friends, just people I I've never met a chick that, you know, was, was like, didn't have some kind of plan or some kind of something, even if, even if getting married and having a kid was, was up on their list of like wanting to do, they still had drive and ambition to do, to make something of their life aside from not just that essentially. Well, yeah, I think that's partly like also for economic reasons too, um, in some cases, or self-sufficiency. Yeah. Just like not necessarily seeing that as an option because it's not really an easy option. Um, so in 2019 and early 2020, there was a spate of mainstream pieces about trad wives. Um, I'm aware of this because there was some concern in the, you know, countering violent extremism community about this being an extremist movement, believe it or not. I find it pretty shocking, but these people are, as we know, these are the real grifters, these researchers. So an <laughs> yeah. Austrian an Austrian extremism researcher by the name of Julia Ebner, who my diehard fans will know, I take a lot of pot shots at when I write pieces for Unheard and stuff. So <laughs> I'm going to take another one right here. She uh, <laughs> famously risked her life to infiltrate trad wife meetups at pubs in the United Kingdom, going undercover with an assumed name and a blonde wig. so yeah that's a joke but that really happened she really wrote a book her name's julia abner she sucks um (laughs) this i don't see how anyone could see this as being like extremist or violent extremist to the point where like we need people who study terrorism to, to research tradwise. It's, it's comical. The only way that this could be justified is that like people connect it as they do with everything with this moral panic about like the far right to, to the far right and neo-Nazis and stuff, even though there is no, there's no connection, but there have been plenty of pieces claiming that there is. So coverage this kind of coverage dropped off during pandemic. There were other things to worry about, but recently has picked back up in progressive media um, where people are concerned about the rejection of feminism, quote unquote mm-hmm. misogyny, which I don't know why serious people should be so concerned about. It's, I, I, I don't I know. I agree with that. It, it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree with you on that. Like if people want to not be feminist, they can not be feminist. We don't need to make it like a national security issue or anything yeah. like that. It's and it's always interesting to me that people, uh, well, when I mean people, like what I've read, most people get online that get very like heated and upset. I again, real conversations about this have never been had in my life. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Real conversations about feminism have never ever been brought to any kind of intense sparring in real life. Mm-hmm. I've never had a nope. conversation with a woman or a man about feminism get to a point where there <laughs> is an aggressive undertone or something combative. Absolutely um, not. It's fucking madness, you know? And like, so I just, I, every time I've, you know, even when I've encountered people that are like, oh, I'm not a feminist, I'm like, oh, cool like you know what about it do you not like and it and or in most of the time if it's something that is a negative connotation towards feminism it always goes to misandry and it's like oh well you know uh-huh. oh really like that's this. interesting i didn't yeah, know no, that. it very much is it's and i'm not saying like these are 
these again, these conversations are not necessarily super duper in depth. Like you could no, go but I didn't about even, they're more uh, in passing. Like, uh, you, you know, know, I talk about like Miss Andrea all the time and all my listeners talk about it all the time. I didn't yeah. know people in the wild were even using that term. Yes. Yeah, so, well, I, all right. The guys that I've talked to that have not had positive words to say about feminism, I don't think they know what they didn't use the word misandry, oh, but okay. when they but would cite they were examples, oh, gotcha, gotcha, yes, right. they so would they were cite examples of misandrists. Correct. Yes. Very like, and to paint a, a picture of some quote unquote bull dyke, spitting <laughs> mad, angry woman, chop off all the dicks uh-huh. and balls, like crazy, <laughs> you know, foaming at the mouth, like all that fucking wild shit. That's the, the I would say like more of like the average guy, like the average guy that doesn't really go too heavy into some stuff. He would be like, oh, well, you know, feminism is like, yeah, he's girl. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, <laughs> you know, because I could have a conversation be like, oh, I said, you do realize the bare bones of the definition of feminism is just equal rights. Like, well, it's yes, not that's, anything that's heavier the bare bones. than that. Yes. But like there are Oh Nama, it's gone on down a hill. There, yes. Yeah, there are multiple waves of it and then some of it have things that are good about them and some have things that are bad. And even when it was like in the seventies, there were lots of women that didn't associate with it because they liked femininity and they they wanted to just simply be feminine in terms of the way they presented, the way they dressed, and certain of their life choices, even though they were feminist according to the original definition, but they just didn't associate with a label because they thought it meant sort of a certain type of aesthetic too. Absolutely. Or or a certain sort of strident woman. That's the association that obviously these these people have. Correct. Yes. I mean, either way, just for governments in countries like ours, which are really pretty egalitarian, Mm -hmm. to be so worried about like misogyny, it's a mistake. I just... You can't really tell people not to think something. And if there's young men who are like flirting with misogynistic ideas like Andrew Tate that everyone makes such a big deal of, you got to kind of just let them do it. And if you focus too much on it, I think it's going to backfire because people are attracted to the forbidden fruit and the things that they're not allowed to say. And that's part of its appeal, I think, is some of yeah, this Yeah, oh, absolutely. Also, too, like in, in this, you know, kind of a thing, like if... If you don't like, if you don't agree with someone's rhetoric, you don't obviously like Andrew Jake. I I don't know a huge much about him. What I've seen, he seems like, you know, not the best. He's not just the, a, he's yeah, not somebody like, I would want to hang out with. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be like, oh, I can't wait to go have a drink with this dude. I would probably like, would, you know, I would not be, not be into that. Just that kind of energy I'm not a fan of. Then, then just don't fuck with them. Like, you know, if, if I was, let's just say hypothetically, I was dating, right? And I met a guy who was balls to the wall, like, all about Andrew Tate or, or somebody like that. And I just wouldn't talk to him again. He could go <sighs> find somebody that would date him that likes that shit. Like right. there's so many different people, man. Like if they want to do that, <laughs> let them fucking go do that. Just don't fuck with them. Don't date them. Don't. So, you know what I mean? Like, and this is the difference between you and <laughs> like the terminally online, because like in this, in this part of the uh, part of the world, people are very concerned with what like everybody's yeah. thinking and like where trends are going and what That's it fair. means and like you know but yes in in reality why should you be concerned and that, yeah. that's something that more people I think need to give some thought reasons that women want to be trad wives from some of the, the pieces that we looked at including the New York Post one with the Armenian girl and yep. some of the others that I sent these seem pretty understandable. 
Yeah, no, there there was nothing that jumped out at me that I was like I had a like visceral reaction to. I'm like, no, that's fair. They they have their the the um Armenian girl and her husband, they it's actually a balance. You know, um she talked about like wanting to take care of him. That's totally lovely, but like, you know, but it's not she's not putting herself out. You know, it I think like when it becomes when you're putting what I would find more of an upsetting reaction is she was like, oh no, like everything he does comes before me. Like, you know, that kind of heavier thing, but it seemed to be not as aggressively, in, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it was that crazy basically. I, I, I think just like wanting to be looked after in general yeah. is a reason someone would want to be. If in that case, like if somebody was, a lot of people are raised with these values. I was just going to say so that's yeah. not, you know, in, in most of the world, most people are. So there's, there's nothing that, uh, there's no mystery why people want to be trad wives. It's usually that that term would only apply, I think, if someone is um, kind of not who doesn't come from that background, who wasn't like raised by a very traditional mom who was who's a traditional wife and maybe comes from like a religious community or something like if someone from a more progressive community or just a kind of median in between not not really like where we live yeah um doesn't it, it might sort of like stand out a little bit i i don't think it would at all like in, no. in orange not, not at, all. at all no plenty of women are housewives and yeah. so it, i think this is a little bit more about an aesthetic um expressing their idea of femininity is mm-hmm. someone why someone might really go all out with it they're liking the 1950s aesthetic but more so this is about to me a rejection of feminism a retreat from modern life in some cases i suppose some women see the modesty as a way to avoid being harassed or objectified like this is why i feel like there's some there are sympathies between the trad wife community and more conservative muslims um, I, Nama, I was just going to say, like, if, if it's a it's if it's a matter of feeling like dressing modesty is going to stop you from getting sexually harassed. That is absolutely fucking insane. Laughable. Like, oh, exactly. Look at over there. He, th- those- well, I wasn't saying it was laughable. I was saying oh, that, that they're similar, that there are similar um, there's similar reasoning in those communities. And they're they're both I think just like you do have some parallels with like the far right and like jihadists. Um, their traditional ideas about gender roles and about women being like submissive and women dressing modestly and everything, those are, are similar and they come about from a similar place, which is like patriarchal society, a return to tradition, a rejection against modernity. And then, you know, there are also elements of most people would look at as like control and a bit of coercion. I was, to go I was with that. just going to say it's a little bit of property as well. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm a, like I when but a lot many of these, women, yeah. many women claim that that's not the case. And sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, I say what you I mean, they could they could say absolutely. But I mean, the, the long there the, are certainly there, there are there are lots of women that like join the caliphate by choice. And there are lots of women that join these more trad far-right communities by personal choice. So what do you, I'm kind of curious what you think of that? Because I would love to know the context for that just because Mm -hmm. like what, so just to give an idea, like let's say you're, um, and let's say you're just a, a girl growing a very, just nothing to write home about upbringing, you know, mom, mom and dad both work. They both shared a relation with the crazy. If some, 
if something happened along the way that you felt that like it, there was no direction or nothing working, nothing was working out for you in your favor, quote unquote, you know what I mean? I I could see that what, what would it basically, what would make you want to do a drastic switch like that? Is there some trauma involved? Did something happen? You know what I mean? That maybe you didn't feel safe in your upbringing and your community that maybe if you felt you switched to a different one that seemed to have stricter rules and more control that you'd be safer, you know, or you'd feel more, um, you'd feel more protected, you know, more inclusive or something like that. Uh, that's one, that would be one avenue. I would, you know, some of them, Actually, I was just going to, I was going to bring up um, the Reddit that you sent me for the red pilled uh-huh. um, housewife. There was a girl that wrote in a little thing and she said, I'm 19 years old and I've just started on this page and I'm just kind of lost and all my friends are starting to get married and I don't quite know, you know, how to go about, you know, looking for a husband or being mm-hmm. a part of this. And I just thought to myself, holy fucking shit, 19 years old all your friends are getting married. Where are you from? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and so I, I think if you're not brought up in, uh, you know, religious background or, or a more conservative house or whatever the fuck, you know, if you're growing up in a place that these values are not upheld in, I would be curious to know what avenue brought you there. And if it's something that is very extreme, like I'm talking like the more extreme version of trad wives, like, you know, the dressing more modestly and like, you know, et cetera, et cetera, the more tight and rigid those rules are. Why, what about that makes you feel comfortable? Mm -hmm. I feel like it's searching for some type of security or comfort. Mm -hmm. We are all, we're all children. We're all children in grown bodies, like pretending we know what the fuck is going on. And we really don't. Mm -hmm. So I have, I kind of feel that if somebody seeks out, and you and I've talked about this, somebody who seeks out a group, a religion, a cult, whatever the fuck, something that has a really particular tight rule set. Rigidity. Yeah. Correct. I feel like you are looking for something that Mm -hmm. you didn't have or something happened that scared the shit out of you and made you want to find that. Or so, it, right. Or something that you did have all your life yeah. growing up. Oh, and you yeah. lost. Or exactly. And I, you lost. I meant. And Correct. you lost. Yeah. Yes. Something, you know, either you grew up with it, you fell out of it, you want to go back into it, whatever the case. I just, you know, to have a big switch flipped like that, to well, me, seems like something yeah. kind of extreme happened. Essentially. People making big, huge changes in their identity like that. Usually there's there's something going on. Absolutely. I think in some cases, some of these women do it for the men, plain and simple. Oh, fuck yeah. Including like joining the caliphate, you know, like there are women who I think are just drawn to that energy and that like Mm -hmm. masculine, more aggressive energy. And they want to be the woman that that man desires and that's what they want to be. And there is like an element of submission to that, which will bring me to the next point. There's going to be a huge overlap, just like with the manosphere too, because this is like a throwback cultural <laughs> decision. Yes, and it does absolutely. fly in the face of like modern normative social values. Mm-hmm. And one of the criticisms I think made often of trad wives is that they are submitting to their husbands that they put like the man completely before themselves. And like, where does this come from? 
There's a trad wife YouTuber, Christian trad wife YouTuber, who I sent you the the link to. Oh yes, um, yes, Allie. She Beth was Stuffy. not. She was not as mind numbing as that other girl. As pearly things. Well, I think. Yeah. Allie, oh my god. Yeah, I think Allie yeah. Beth Stuckey is like intelligent. I think she yes. also means what she's saying. Um, and she was criticizing the trad wife culture in general. She quoted from the Bible, from Ephesians, uh, that few trad wives talk about their marriage as being a 50-50 partnership. Yet while St. Paul did talk about women submitting to their husbands, he also wrote that husbands should love their wives as Christ loves the church. And in the Manosphere, which we talked about recently, you'd never find that being spoken of in the Manosphere, even among like the Christian Manosphere influencers. Like yeah. There's very little in the way of chivalrous sentiment in the modern manosphere. If there is, it will be referred to as white knight, beta box, or simping in some way. Everything that's said about women in general, even by the men who claim to be married and have families and like respect their wives, all they say about women is... It's really disgusting. You don't really hear yeah. anything about like supporting them at all. No, well, because they because these guys are the victims. That's why. Yes, they're, that... they're got poor, poor bastards. How <laughs> dare they get married and have children and then have to deal with this insufferable bitch all the time? Well, but they you know? they won't they won't say that. I know they won't I, say I, that. I don't even I'm know if being dramatic. I know. Yeah, I no, know. but I, I don't even know if like I believe that some of them are married. I'm not sure that I do. They always talk about themselves as being married because like they're the alpha man or whatever but they just never get into detail about any of what that is they talk about all the other men being poor victims to these yeah. like treacherous whores you know <laughs> so goddamn she beasts everywhere is there some abuse in the relationships between these these men and their trad wives I do wonder that. I don't know if it would be. I, I wonder if there is a little bit of verbal in there. I mean, like, unless they're completely different people, you know, unless they do that, like, you know, they they act uh, particularly a little more, um, a, a little more intensely on on their shows and stuff like that, and maybe behind Which, closed doors, they're a little softer and they're not as, you know, uh, you know, maybe rude yeah, or complacent. I, I guess, you know. I, I would guess that that probably is the case because a yeah. lot of these things are persona. But then when you also talk about like conservative media personalities like Steven Crowder, for example, recently, like so many of them, and they talk about having these wholesome marriages. But when you look at what's happening behind closed doors, it all comes out like you see there was a video of, of Crowder like now he's getting divorced um, just berating his pregnant wife. Yes. Like, not oh letting my her God. use the car. Was, like, it's just disgusting. Dude, that was brutal. Yeah. I, I was just like, holy shit, you know? And talk about somebody that that girl was what, like, she was like eight months pregnant. She yes. was, she was she ready was to go. Far, dude. Like third trimester yes. pregnant. Oh my good. Like, I, and, and he just, was like a fucking yeah. monster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just, just, yeah. Again, like, you know, a lot of this, very fucking creepy Christian shit. The women are are cattle. Like they, the the. I feel like a lot of stuff. And like, or also just the men are narcissists. Yeah, no, definitely. It, it's a it's a hand in hand environment, Nama. I mean, think about it. If you're being told right from birth that you're a man and you're gonna have a family and you're gonna be the head of the household and you're gonna be this and you're gonna do that, there's gonna be an air of feeling like you have to live up to that and you feeling like you're superior or better but, than yeah you know? but most people don't end up becoming narcissists because that's usually tempered with responsibility you know i think it's only in like the more the more Extreme fundamentalist cases. yeah the, yeah the, the exactly. sects where that really 
breeds and also let's not discount like the 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 personality disorders coming off those women there's a lot of covert narcissist women oh, in yeah. those it's that similar. are completely get off on this and, and have very stunted development and then also when you talk about the people that will not like living by these principles is one thing that's great if people have these traditional gender roles and have happy families in them and i'm sure like tons of people do that's one thing but if someone is going to capitalize off of that um by making it their persona by literally making a living off of it and and being preachy, prescribing to other people what to do. I think there's usually, and that's where, that's where some of the men have, you know, the men that call women trad thoughts might have like just a grain of truth to it is that I feel that when someone begins to preach about how people should behave and, and is making a living off of that and like selling themselves as kind of like a guru. Usually there's hypocrisy there and they're not usually as concerned about helping people out or like the good of humanity as they are about gaining wealth and power. This is always true though. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, the, the, I've, I've had like conversations about, you know, anything from politics to whatever, like, I'm sorry, politicians in particular, anytime you, there's somebody that holds some kind of power, there's a lot of shit behind that. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's, it's not as bad as others, but I think in order to get to like, especially if you are, like how you said, preaching lifestyles Mm -hmm. and kind of doing that pedestal holier than thou shit. Absolutely. Yeah, anytime personally, especially when it comes to unfortunately religions, um, I can't obviously speak on anything um Islamic based. I don't know much about their people, obviously, but the but anything Christian Catholic, I mean, growing up Catholic, yes. Uh let's oh, talk in, about in the, Islam, yeah. it, it's not like people aren't as familiar with it in the West, of course. Uh, yeah, but there's so a I ton of hypocrisy there. Too, yeah, I'm sure there is. I just don't want to talk on it because right, I don't right. really know. No. Um, right, but like, I know mm. what I do know my end of it, which is the Catholics and and the Christian, you know, things just anytime the more extreme you get, the darker that shit is mm-hmm. of the individual, the higher, the more they preach with that big fucking fake weird smile. They don't blink their eyes and they look at people and shit. It's terrifying. <laughs> you can see <laughs> that kind of be it, you know, narcissism, whatever you want. Like it's you sell your soul to a degree. I don't think it's it's about religion but it's about people positions of power exactly people who become who use it as a kind of a way to cloak their misdeeds and and just abuse everything you know we looked at some of these thoughts on trad thoughts which is the piece by didactic mind from 2017 the dangers of trad thoughts cannot be overestimated. The hard right yes. startup is a reaction to the destruction of Western civilization and the complete degeneration of the sexual and marriage marketplaces that are a symptom Ooh. of the cancer that is eating away at the West's most vital institutions. Oh, As a result, <laughs> the hard right presents a highly attractive and highly viable alternative philosophy to men who are fed up of being shot on by women and society at large because the alt West gives lost and struggling men a path out of their current misery. So many such men have tried dating Western women. The experience of doing so has proven to be a real ordeal. I've done it. I know what it's like. It's hard. As such, they are highly receptive to the good, chaste, traditional woman who comes along and says all the right things in all the right ways. That is where the danger lies. And this is where trad thoughts come in and make their presence felt. 
In the modern day and age of internet media and fame, any young woman can flounce and claim to be a good traditional woman and be taken seriously. A pretty face, a nice voice, some strategically displayed cleavage, and a good outfit combined with a proper sense of lighting can easily make all but the most strident feminist hoe look like housewife material. Uh. It isn't even that difficult to troll the hell out of thirsty men by pretending to be an old-fashioned traditional woman. Matt Forney did precisely that a few years ago with devastating effect. And now I will take us to this other piece um, by Matt Forney that you read um, about how can I make my husband happy? Oh, my God. That was funny. Yeah. He did this as as a hoax. Yes. um, You know, acting as Virginia Robinson, a happy, submissive Christian housewife living in the Midwest. With the tenants, uh, this was in 2014. One, do what he says. Two, be his wife, not his best friend. (laughs) Three, give him blowjobs without expecting any reciprocation. So, like, this is somebody who's obviously making fun of this, but people completely went for it, including some women. (laughs) And the economy of women that um, just endorse this and agree to it. And, like, you'll see the women who are commenting on, like, Pearly things on Twitter. That's what I would call a trad thought. Yes. Uh, growing up with guys um, since a little kid and um, my group of friends that I've had, there was this one girl in particular who would show up and there was a couple of guys in there that were, I guess you would say the more attractive, the more quote unquote popular. And she would, uh, what did I say? She was, she was, uh, she would suck. <laughs> oh, come on. I wrote this shit down too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. She would, she was suck a friend group's dick. She would bump <laughs> around from, from at least the three more of the attractive out of the five <laughs> to six. And they coined her nickname, you know, a bond job. And, <laughs> and she thought it was great, man. And as a, as a bystander girl, you know, of one of a couple that were a part of our group, there was three of us that would hang out. And we were just like, we would laugh. And I'm like, this bitch is, is just, it's <sighs> just pathetic. You know, she'd roll in, she'd be laughing. And like, the, and of course, like they would be nice to her. It's not like anybody, be, but they were calling her fucking Bonja. And I'm like, <laughs> is this girl not under, she knows, she has to know that that's what it's about, you know? And it's just, it's. I mean, what is it? Is that so low self-esteem? Like, would yeah, this- it's just, it's, yeah, just low self-esteem. But just, like how we said, it's kind of that pick me energy. It's like, I'm willing to self-deprecate just so I can get attention. Not you know? just self-deprecate, but like, actually, like, like actually, yeah, myself. like, just, yeah. but, but I mean, to take, to take the name and not say anything uh-huh. about it and laugh along with it. And that's every sad. time they, yeah, that's what I'm fucking saying. It was sad <laughs> to watch. You know, yeah. the girl was younger than me and I'm like, Jesus Christ, girl, like, you know, you don't, you know, it was kind of a bummer. You know what I mean? It's and a real it, bummer. Yeah, no, because I'm like, first off, like, I, you know, I feel bad for her, you know, at the same time. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here at the same time. because You're <laughs> annoying. You know what I mean? Like being a girl, hanging out with girls, we we can read each other better, just like how men can read men better. It's part of being, you know, you, you got that ability, right? And with girls like her, with that kind of energy, it's just the most obnoxious and the, now we have a name for it, right? Pick me energy. It mm-hmm. makes total sense. It's mm-hmm. actually one of my favorite new slang terms to come out of the last 10 years because it it really personifies yeah. that type of energy for both men and women. You yeah. know what I mean? The pandering. One of the things, I guess, I'm sure probably people could come for me or rip me apart or whatever, like, you know, being friends with the guy group. I can assure you there are guys that are my friends that do not want to fuck me and do not find me attractive in any way. And we've stayed friends for fucking 20 years 
going to their weddings and stuff. And it's never been a thing. I know I read um, some right. various comments about saying how men and women can't be friends. Well, the, or that, like, we just talked about that in the Manosphere exactly. episode, the latter. Theory, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so this kind of branches off where it's like, I thought to myself, if, if Bon Job would, <laughs> would just roll up and be herself, you know what I mean? Who's to say that one of my guy friends would have dated her like proper dated her you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like she ruined it for herself she, she shot did, herself in the foot that's our, our final message maybe that the pick me girls are kind of ruining it for themselves oh fucking a million and percent. for all the rest Just of us right self, yeah yes yeah there's so- a pot for every lid man there's a pot for every fucking lid baby why you all alone and if it wasn't for the music i don't know what i'd do Last night a DJ saved my life Last night a DJ saved my life From a broken heart